And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Welcome to yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC, and do want to tell you that this episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And they do amazing work. And we are so proud to have them as our production team and one of our sponsors. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Fullscale. So today we have we have a really exciting show. Uh, so Matt DeCourcy and I, we just, um, we just recorded the top Chicago startups episode and the company that we're about to talk to and the founder that we're about to talk to is on this list of top Chicago startups. There are some really amazing startups coming out of Chicago and we had a blast talking about these companies. And in particular, I was really excited when I saw that I got to talk to the company that you're about to, to hear from, because I just think that what they're doing is such a cool concept. Um, and also going to talk, probably talk a little bit about women and empowering women, which as you all know, is kind of one of my things. Uh, so really, really excited to have Peggy O'Flaherty. Uh, she is with Mavely, founder, co-founder and CCO, uh, Chief Community Officer of Mavely. And I am actually just going to hop right in. Thank you, Peggy, so much for being here on the show. We are so glad to have you with us today. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm thrilled to spend this time with you. Yay. Okay. This is going to be a good one. Like I can feel it already. Um, so let's, let's, let's get right into it. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you kick it off and I'm just going to ask you, tell us about Mavely. Tell us about yourself. Like kind of tell us about the entrepreneurial journey that brought you here. Mm -hmm. well, that is a loaded you. question. I know. <laughs> well, I always start with, um, you know, I am the youngest of 10 children and the mother of five, because that's really the core of who I wow. am. Okay. Um, obviously, I, I came from a big family. I have a pretty good sized family in this day and age. Um, and I have pretty much spent my entire career focused on building communities of women. Um, I think I contribute that back to the fact that I have eight sisters and an amazing mother um, who has since passed wow. away. Um, but my Mavely is my fourth company. And the last four companies have been truly focused on building communities of women. Um, so I'm super excited to always talk about that and uh, talk about mentoring women, building businesses. But my newest passion is Mavely. And Mavely is basically two years old. And it's really the leading company right now and tapping into the future of e-commerce in a way that we bring together brands direct-to-consumer brands and e-commerce brands and women in a communal shopping experience where we help brands lower their cost to acquire customers as well as increase their lifetime value. Um, I, I, what I love about it is that we help brands tap into a deeper relationship with their customers 
and turning their customers really into brand advocates and sellers. And it was inspired because I've always turned to my eight sisters for recommendations on products. Sure. So it's really natural for women to share products that we care about with our family and friends. And so Mavely is really just a platform that brings together amazing brands with communities of women, our community of women, we have 30,000 women in our community and the women that are within, um, you know, customers of these various amazing brands and sure. we help activate them in a new way on social platforms. And um, it has been an incredible two years and I have the best partners in the world. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I love to hear that because, you know, the, the partner journey, the partner piece of the journey is often really difficult for founders. Um, so, so talk to us. I, I have like six questions already, but I, I'm actually going to follow that partner thread. How did you find your partners? <laughs> I got to tell you, it's like sometimes I feel like the universe opens up and amazing people just come into your life. Sure. Um, my previous company and my investor and I had an incredible experience working together. And when we sold my third company, um, we started to do a white paper on the opportunity of helping direct to consumer brands and communities of women, bringing those two things together. And we started to write out this white paper on this um, opportunity to start a company that would solve two problems. Again, lowering cost to acquire customers and helping, you know, my, my, my comment was always, let's get more women back to the dinner table, doing the things that they love with the people that they love. Um, and so if we can save time on our shopping by leveraging recommendations on products, we could put more money back into women's pockets. So we started to write out this idea and he said, are you ready to get started? And I said, um, no, it's a great idea, but I'm not going to do yeah. it. And he sure. said, uh, why? And I said, I, I just, you know, I just started a company. I need more time with my family. I can't do it. And so three different times over six months, he said, Peggy, why are you saying no? I'm an investor. I'm willing to give you money. We have an awesome idea. And now is the time to start this. Yeah. And I said, well, the reality is I need two other great people. I need an incredible tech developer and I need a visionary um, who really wants to run with the economics. I know women and I know brands. Um, so a week later, he came back with Evan Ray and Sean O'Brien and the three of us sat down, we looked at the business opportunity and we took off. And basically at the time they were both 29 years old. I was 50 and I thought, how lucky am I that I get to partner with two 29 year old men who are brilliant. They had massive success by the time they were 27. And, um, you know, I don't, if I could have tried to find them, I wouldn't, but my investor brought us together and the three of us make an incredible team. That is awesome. And how, how serendipitous that you, you found this investor who was able to connect you with two people that you admire, that you work with well, that, you know, have very complimentary skills. Like that's, that's incredible. And that's, I, I have to tell you, like, that's, that's rare. <laughs> um, so that's, well, Often say that. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Investors oh, will often say that a founding a founding team has three critical people. They usually have a visionary, a hustler, and a developer. And that's really what Ben, um, Sean, and I are, are. You know, believe that between the three of us, we have those three. You know, tenants of being. Evan's really our visionary. Sean is our tech and 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 genius. And then I really am the hustler. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, you know, even in our like pre-conversation, like I can definitely sense that about you. Um, so, so talk to us, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, you identify as a hustler and you, you are on the Startup Hustle podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow that little road a little bit for a minute. Um, but how does your hustle manifest in, mm. in your day to day? What does that's, it look like? That's a great question. That's a great question. Well, I was recently talking to a brand that said to me, um, you know, Peggy, before when we wanted feedback from our customers, we would go to the mall and go into the store and we would just start talking to our customers, like right out there in the wild. Unfortunately, based on COVID and things like that, but that's really not as accessible as it used to be. And so one of the things I love most about Mavely is that we're giving these brands an opportunity to engage with their customers in an entirely new way that they can impact the customer journey. They can reward their most loyal customers. They can activate their most loyal customers. And that stems from two things, I think, from a hustler standpoint is one, I think we're very vulnerable with our customers in our ability to listen to what their needs are not just the women, but also the brands. And then we meet them with the tech solution um, to help them, you know, achieve their business goals in new ways and in innovative ways. And, and I, I think we do that also with a white kind of glove service um, by curating the right kind of women, uh, the right type of tech solutions to help them engage with their customers and impact that customer journey. Um, right. So for me, the hustling really starts with actually listening. Okay. That's not usually what you hear, but I, I, I love that. Um, first listen and then hustle. So talk to me, I, I'm kind of curious about the, the tactics or the, or like how, how Mavely works, because I, I, I think I have like a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask you that are, but first let's go ahead and establish the baseline. So tell me about you. So I am, let's imagine that I am a Mavely platform user. What does my experience look like from introduction to the brand to a fully actualized influencer user? Like, talk to us a little bit about that. That's a great question. So um, Mavely really addresses two needs. So if you are a brand and you're looking to um, acquire new customers, what Mavely does is we actually introduce to them our platform. And what they'll do is they take and white label our platform and invite their loyal customers into an opportunity to engage in a new way with the brand by um you know, we'll do Zoom calls with the founder and all of their customers. And we give them access to the products that they can then share those products out onto social platforms. And we do it in a way that is natural and authentic because people sure. are, you always talk, we all talk about our favorite brand every yeah. day, right? And so what we're really just doing is helping the brand meet their current loyal customers in a new way and then giving them the tools so that they can talk about it through text, through email, through social channels, and then sharing about the brand in a way that the brand is acquiring new customers, but ultimately the user or the consumer is being rewarded for talking about products that they naturally love. Yeah. Well, and I love that so much when we were recording the um, Chicago Startups Top Chicago startups um, 
episode, one of the things when I when we were talking about Mavely, one of the things that I was so impressed by, and one of the things that we talked about was the fact that, you know, influencer marketing has been this this really big trend. And so we were talking about like the Kardashians. And the fact is, you know, they, you know, Kim Kardashian might recommend a mascara and it might pique my interest, but I think we're we're all pretty savvy at this point. We all understand that she's being paid a lot of money to talk about that mascara. And so when I hear from my friends and my family and people that I know and trust on, on products that I might be interested, like I attach a lot more value to that. I'm much more likely to invest in a product or, um, you know, try something out, try something new out because I know you, I know that you have an understanding of my needs in some ways, our needs are probably similar and we have similar outlooks. And, and so I, I just, I love the fact that you are leveraging that leveraging those kinds of close relationships to not only, you know, help the woman who, who is shopping and who's, who are on this, who's on this platform. And sorry, I just said woman, do you have a lot of men on, on the platform? (laughs) 20% 20% of our users um, on the okay. platform. <laughs> I, I said, woman, that's kind of my default, but um, you know, the, the shopper, but you're also empowering the, the future buyer, you know, by, by connecting them with these brands that are going to be very um, localized to their needs and what they like. And, and I just, I think that's really cool. I congratulate yeah. that. <laughs> so to answer that, you know, one step farther, it, you know, if you're looking to, um, get transportation somewhere, you know, if you need a ride somewhere, you think about Uber, right? And if you yeah. are looking for food delivery, you may think about DoorDash. And if you are um, looking to resell clothing, you may think about Poshmark. What I love right now is that direct-to-consumer brands and e-commerce brands, when they're looking to acquire new customers, they're thinking about Mavely. And the way that I, I, I guess I get so excited is that our current community, in addition to the brands community, we have our own community of 30,000 people. And yeah. they come to us often and say, to your point of influencers, we do have everyday users, micro influencers, mm-hmm. nano influencers, and we do have professional influencers in our community of 30,000. Sure. But what I love it is when a brand comes to me and they say, you know, Peggy, we're looking for a very niche um, audience right now. And we're looking for people in middle America that are a particular age that um, love loose leaf tea or something. You know, I mean, we yeah. have all kinds of things from cookware to um, laundry detergents, to a clothing line, to um, loose leaf tea. They will come to us and say, I'm looking for a very specific user. So we go through the list of 30,000 and we curate it down to the right women or men who can then go in and sample the product. They are not, not living in an influencer pay to play kind of environment. That's what makes us so different than an influencer marketing agency. And that's not what we are at all. What we are is real authentic people who want to try and use products or have already tried and use the products. They love those products. They want to talk about it in a natural and authentic way. And that's what we're leveraging because ultimately, like you said, um, we can see right through influencers when they're just simply being paid as a sponsored ad. Um, but yeah. when our friends and family and the, you know, the women on social that we see that we admire talk about a product that resonates with us, we're more inclined to buy that product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and one of the things that I, I really love about Mavely is the fact that, so, so I think, you know, for a long time, the standard in advertising and marketing for a lot of brands was you, you were kind of monologuing 
at your, like one of the things that I talk about a lot is creating a, a dialogue with your customers rather than a monologue. I think we are, we are now past the days. Like we don't, we, we barely even have commercials anymore, you know? Um, and, and we're past the days where a, a marketing agency or a brand was just putting a one-way message out there. Now with the advent of social media and, you know, all of these different touch points that brands can have with their customers, it's become really crucially important that brands find ways to engage um, with, in, in particular, like with their brand ambassadors, but find ways to engage um, beyond just, I'm going to give you this message. Now let's talk about the product. Let's talk about the service. Let's talk about the things that we're doing and figure out ways to, to improve or to better, better brand and better serve. And I just, I, I love that. So, so Mavely, I feel like, and, and maybe you can talk to us about like how, what are some of the best practices of some of the brands that you see and the ways that they communicate, not just with their customers as a whole, but their target customers, like the ones that they really, really, really want to start with. Yep, absolutely. And it's, I tell you, it is so darn exciting for me that I get to do this yeah. with brands on from Procter & Gamble, Tide, yeah. Down to you know uh, Caraway Cookware or MGME Shoes, very different size, you know, uh, from you know like e-commerce sure. e brands to um, you know, like I said, uh, just a direct-to-consumer brand. So one of the things we kick off with is an invitation to their current customer base to join a Zoom call with the founder or the head of product. Uh, and so with that. When you are a loyal, if you get invited by your favorite brand to sit down with the founder and hear her founder's story, most of the time that piques someone's interest. Yeah. They were, why did you start this company? Um, how were these Italian leather shoes made? How does it provide uh, a bigger purpose to a little village of Italy where, you know, the shoes are handed? Yes. Um, what makes, I mean, what makes this Tide One Wash Miracle, this, these, uh, the chemistry behind it? What makes it uniquely different? So when people get educated and they feel connected, they're more inclined to not only just buy the product, but actually start really genuinely talking about the product and sharing a higher, deeper value of the product um, with their world. And that connection that we're providing these brands directly to their end consumer is something that I actually do not think has been done before as well as we are doing it, not only in the front end. So when we start a campaign, we do these Zoom calls. And with MGME Shoes, uh, we invited their very top customers into a Zoom call. We had 800 people registered for the call. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, it was there, amazing. There's a little bit of an air of exclusivity there. Yeah. Yes. Like, and, I mean, these people, these consumers, they feel very valued and very special because they've been identified for their, for well, for the shopping habits that they already had, but they're being identified as very special customers and very special to the brand, right? Right, right. And then the way that we, you know, follow that up with particular like types of rewards and incentives and commission and cashback and early access, everybody wants early access to a new product that's being dropped. Sure. Or, um, or they want to impact a product that maybe they had a product that um, that uh, was retired and the consumer is saying, you need to bring that back in, in a leopard print or um, you need to bring that back with a newer look or a newer image. 
to be able to give feedback to a brand about what you love um, yeah. and know that the brand listens is empowering. And then ultimately what we do is then at the end of a campaign or, or you know, throughout the relationship, we do constant NPS surveys on behalf of the brand, getting feedback from their consumers. And then we wrap that up all with different types of data points on um, what they're clicking on, what they're shopping, where they're sharing products, if they're sharing it via you know, Facebook or TikTok or, or, or text messages, um, if yeah. they're purchasing for themselves, if they're purchasing, um, people are purchasing off their links. So giving the brands the data points uh, helps them with insights and uh, measurement for future development within the brand, which they're yeah. telling us obviously very useful to them. Yeah, it will. So, so not only are you cutting down on that client acquisition cost, which we're, we're going to talk about here in a minute, but you are also helping them make better, more impactful decisions for the future, which I imagine like your brands must be just so enthusiastic about this, this platform and this functionality that you're able to offer them. Um, speaking it real quick, speaking of incredible brands, I got to tell you a little bit about full scale. Uh, so, so just a reminder, this episode of startup hustle is sponsored by full scale and we love full scale. They're an incredible brand. Um, they can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. And for a lot of founders, that is a very, very difficult thing to do. And it's a lot of headaches. So the fact that you have this amazing tool and this amazing organization that can help you do that is, uh, it's really cool. And we highly recommend that you uh, give them a try. But um, yeah, you know, we, we love talking about strong brands uh, here on Startup Hustle podcast. And I think that um, it, it is Mavely, you are giving brands a re just opportunities at a lot of different levels. But one of the things that I want to talk to you about, because I know that this is a really important part of your narrative, I've seen it time and time again, in the news stories and, and, and things like that, like, let's let's talk about that client acquisition cost, because I think I saw in the information that you said over the average cost to acquire a new customer is like is $100 or something like that, right? Yeah. So talk to us about talk to us about that. Like, you know, how Mavely can benefit companies and brands in that way. Absolutely. Well, with the, you know, with the customer acquisition cost, um, typically brands are using things like Facebook and Instagram to drive in as a channel to drive in new customers. Well, Facebook, Instagram, all the other social channels like that are continually rising. And there's all kinds of different regulations that are coming into play that are making it more challenging for brands to use that as a channel. So they'll often turn to Mavely. Um, and it just so happens, I mean, it really couldn't have come at a better time in the midst of COVID that we're living in a more digital space. And so yeah. being able to leverage digital companies to, um, go beyond just using influencers, because we talked about that already, going beyond a pay-to-play kind of influencer space, but really reaching everyday women, um, driving up those loyal customers has really been our focus. And um, I'm just thrilled to say that the other thing, which is we have been, as you look at the future of e-commerce, you know, we often look at Asia and other places and communal shopping is something that's so incredibly important for these brands because once I learn something from you, Laura, I am going to be more inclined to buy it because I trust you. And sure. so the lifetime value is also being impacted because once you hear about something from a friend, 
you're more inclined to not only use it, but continue to buy it and continue to tell three friends about it because now we're shopping in a more of a communal experience. Um, so you're really turning your fans, advocates, which is also uh, giving them rewards to earn back on things that they're shopping anyways. Sure. Well, well, I love that. And, and I think, so when you were, when you first started telling us about your story, um, I wrote down five questions. And so I'm going to, I'm actually going to direct us to a different, a different topic. Like, I feel like we've talked about Mavely. We've kind of talked about, um, you know, the, the value proposition that you offer to brands and that you offer to shoppers and influencers. And, um, that is really cool. But right now I, I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about Peggy a little bit, if that's okay, if you'll, if you'll indulge me. So, so talk to us about the, the journey that you have been on. You, you know, you said that this was your, what, your fourth startup. Mm -hmm. um, and so how has, how has Mavely differed uh, from, from maybe some of your other startup experiences? Like talk, talk to us just about, talk to us about the journey personally. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I definitely feel like I am so incredibly blessed because um, all of the different people that have ever invested time and energy into me has really kind of paved the path for my journey in 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 life and in business, for sure. sure. Um, maintaining the constant struggle and balance of having five children and running a company is also Ooh, you know, so busy. <laughs> It, it brings on a new set of challenges, um, I think, for women in business. Um, I mean, right now on my particular team, I'm the only person that has children, let alone five children. Um, so I think it brings a lot of humanity to our team in particular because um, with that, you know, you can't, I mean, today my furnace went out. So, I mean, things happen, right? And we have to be able to be flexible and nimble and adjust to that. But I think one of the most important pieces that I've learned recently, especially with 2020, is that there's elements of um, having childlike curiosity in life and in business yeah. that are pretty critical to listening to your brands and your team members, your customers and your clients and your investors. Um, but that's built upon and it has been built upon for me trust um, that I work really hard to build trust with my team members and my family and, um, you know, my investors and, and a certain level of vulnerability with, you know, when things are when life is challenging. Um, you know, can you be vulnerable to the people in your life? And and for me, that's being vulnerable with my business partners when I've had challenges with raising five children and showing up to work and how to make that, you know, get it done every day because you got to hustle every day to get it done. Um, but I think success in business for me has a lot to do with understanding and knowing the numbers and making data-driven data decisions. And so our team in particular spends an awful lot of time with understanding our North Star, defining our KPIs, living within our OKRs, and um, we do that every single week. And then we make decisions based on data-driven, you know, analysis. That is awesome. I love that. Well, and so so as someone who has two male co-founders, I, I have to ask, are you kind of considered the face of the company? I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, With our community of 30,000 women and a lot of our brands yeah. being you know, focused, um, I think I bring an element of, um, you know, 
middle America, real mom, you know, consumer. Sure. Well, well, and not only that, like, you know, even just in talking to you right now, like you're very relatable, you're very accessible, um, you know, warm. So, so I, of course, dig that. Um, and it certainly, it makes my job as a host easier. So thank you uh, for, for being lovely. Um, but so, so the reason that I ask that is, is has that come with its own unique set of challenges uh, as a founder who's kind of out in front? I, I'm just curious what that's been like. You know, it, that's, that's, that's a beautiful question because I think that uh, there are always challenges, right? And, and I think, um, you know, I said to my team recently, and I, and I kind of revealed this, and they probably thought I was a little out there, but I said, you know, before I get on a call, no matter what, like our, our call today, you and I, or a, a brand, or if I'm talking to a, an influencer, I always have a moment where I pause and I ask myself going into that call, what is it I can do for that other person? Because yeah. perhaps they're joining this call today and they need something from me other than me pitching a new idea or driving some metrics or, um, you know, holding them accountable. Maybe there's, maybe they just need me to listen. And so I, you know, I kind of enter into a moment of prayer or meditation before every single interaction, because if I lead with a spirit of generosity to serve them, ultimately all the other things I need to accomplish will get done. And quite frankly, yeah. I, and I have experienced that life has been extremely, um, you know, I've lived a very abundant life in many different ways, but I think it stems from I really try to live with a spirit of generosity and listening to what might they need from me. And I had an example the other day where I had a, a call with a company called House of Wise, and this woman and I completely connected on many levels. We talked for 25 minutes just about life, raising kids. And then in the last five minutes, she goes, oh, my goodness, tell me again what Mavely does. And she's like, Great. <laughs> she's like, I'm in. Um, yeah, and I love it, that so much. <laughs> so, so, you know, to your question, I admitted to my, like, we'll have things we need to accomplish on any given day, but if we really try to slow down enough to say, well, what might our brand need from us today? Or what might this, you know, other executive or our investor need, you know, maybe it's something outside of the actual transactional part of the business. Maybe it's just the human connection. And then ultimately the other things do fall into place, I feel. Yeah. So, so that might, I, I, I kind of want to recontextualize here because, because that might've seemed like a very weird follow-up to the conversation that we were just having about your reliance on data to make good decisions for the company. And, and, and the reason that I asked it directly following that is because I find it really interesting. Um, you don't often find people who are so tactically data-driven, but still lead with heart. Um, and so I, I just, I just find that really interesting. Um, you know, clearly you've got a lot of emotional EQ, uh, which is, which is wonderful. Um, and I, and I, we're going to talk a little bit about your heart for community building as well here in a minute, but I just, I wanted to kind of draw that parallel where we're, we're talking about highly analytic uh, work that you're doing, like you have to have a, a very tight hold on your numbers and un like understanding your users, understanding the brands that you're working with, understanding the market you're entering, understanding the financials of a company. And it sounds like you have just a really, really strong grasp, understanding and, and a, a capability to turn that into good decisions for future growth. Clearly, um, you know, you've got some traction for sure. 
but um, you are pairing that with a an empathy first attitude, and I love that. That's beautiful. So I just wanted to I just wanted to denote that, and I know it seems like that might that might have been a weird follow up question, but in my head I had a reason. Um, so. So here's my next question. Let, let's talk about that that community piece. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier that that was super, super important to you. And you have talked multiple times about relationship building. And so the first thing I'm going to ask you is, where does your heart for community building come from? Mm. I'm very certain it came from my parents. And they fostered in us a, um, a primary value in constantly being in service in community okay and from that all of all, all of goodness in life resides right there and most of us right we all crave some type of um, connection and community with other people and so it's been really fun for me to see in the last at least 14 years how you can build community by leveraging technology uh, it's it's so incredibly uh, different types of ai right you know, there's there's a lot of studies done right now about people who, especially with COVID, are feeling depressed and isolated. And through different types of technology that are out there, they can connect with other human beings um, and have someone acknowledge them at two o'clock in the morning. And um, where technology is going um, with our even artificial intelligence is pretty impactful, and it's primarily focused on building communities. So the last four companies that I've been have been all about women building communities, leveraging technology to do that in a way that um, humanizes the technology to bring us closer to people. Sure. In a, in a way that's real and authentic. And, and I think that that's that's the key. Um, you know, we, if it feels disingenuous, people aren't going to want to get involved. Right. So so I love that. Um, and I think you've definitely kind of hit hit upon a, a really beautiful concept. I think a lot of people, when they think of technology, um, they, they tend to think that it moves us further apart. And, and I think that you are finding ways to, again, you know, leverage that technology to bring people closer together, which is, is just beautiful. So, so I'm going to ask you, I, I want to give our, our listeners some some takeaways here, and I you've peppered them throughout. Um, you know, definitely like you know, get a handle on your data and make sure that you're having um, you know meaningful conversations with your brand advocates, and like there there are all kinds of things that you beautiful things that you've talked about throughout. But I'm going to ask you very specifically now, um, what are some of the most crucial things that that startup founders can do to engage meaningfully with their their customers first but then their potential biggest fans greatest greatest brand advocates how do you, how do you turn a fan into an advocate or a, customer, a customer into a fan into an advocate there you go <laughs> That's, that's a really good question. The first thing I always talk to small business owners about or even bigger businesses is, um, you know, are you really running a business or are you, is it a hobby? Because <laughs> if this yeah. is really a business, then you've got to understand the numbers. And the, the numbers, um, when you look at your numbers and you're like your cost to acquire, um, you need to really be looking at all of the expenses that you have related to acquiring that customer and how you can bring that down in a thoughtful way and then how you can drive up the lifetime value of a customer. And so when you're looking at your current customer base, the number one thing, I cannot believe how many companies I've talked to that are not actively listening to their consumer. Right. They're, you know, they're not um, 
I mean, truly like just picking up the phone sometimes to your top customers and asking them, what do you love? How can we right. better serve you? Um, and so I love the fact that Mabley is helping brands do that in a new and innovative way through our technology, through an app and through a desktop of one, just surveying them, you know, getting a really good NPS and asking them what they love. Um, yeah. And then looking at the data of, you know, they're op if you have a catalog of products, uh, you can start to look at the data and say, what are they clicking on more? How much time are they spending uh, reading about that product or learning about that product? And then when we get them onto these Zoom calls, when we give them the surveys, and then we pair that with the data, and then we um, give them the tools that they need, and even sometimes the language that they need to authentically talk about products in a way that maybe they've never done before so that they continue to build a brand as well as be rewarded for doing that. Um, most of the consumers that we're finding are uh, pretty enlightened by the opportunity to do something that they do every single day in kind of a, just kind of turn the dial in, in, in a different lens for which how they're viewing it. And then it ultimately is a win for the brand. It's a win for the consumer and it's a win for Mavely. I don't know, did Absolutely. that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think that there's a lot. Uh, I, I, Maybelline is setting a really, really good example for the ways that that brands can engage with with their customers. And so, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of really great insight to be gleaned from that. I love it. So, so my next question um, is one that I, I like to ask it a lot. Um, so, it, it, and I am excited to hear your answer. Like, what do you see happening next for Mavely? Um, you know, what are what are the kind of organizational strategic priorities that you have as a company moving forward? That's a good question too. I think that, uh, you know, we are continually, continually evolving. Um, so I, we believe in this white glove service and we also believe in this idea of curating um, brands, consumers to activate them. Um, one of the things we're really looking at, and I think we've done really well, is how do we make that more scalable so that yeah. there don't have to be as many steps to help the brands become efficient with their brand sellers even faster. And so accelerating that uh, the digital capabilities and the technical capabilities to onboard them faster is definitely something that we're fine tuning. The also um, integration with social platforms. Uh, yeah. I am so excited to see how we have been able to drive conversion by integrating with shoppable links on things like TikTok and Instagram. Um, many brands are not even really tapping into the opportunity to do video on platforms like TikTok. We're starting to have some really great case studies of impact there. And right. so, um, the future of, you know, the future of where I see e-commerce going is how can Mavely help the brands scale it up even faster to leverage more rewards for the consumer and doing that across social platforms. Yeah. Awesome. So, so we, we have come to the, the portion of the show where I get to ask you, it's person, it's my favorite question and it changes every time, but we're about to ask you the human question. And I already, I don't usually do this. You are actually very, very special in that I actually told you what your special question or what your human question was going to be. Uh, and I don't usually do that because usually I don't even know. I just make it up. Uh, so here, it, here's my question to you. What are, what are some of your favorite brands and, and why do you, why do you love them? 
Well, I, I am particularly um, passionate about female founded brands. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and, and on Mavely, we have a big percentage of our brands that are female founded. Um, I have to say there's a company out of Nashville. It's called Old to Self. It's for, um, you know, people with a uh, darker skin. And uh, that founder, Kimberly, is amazing. Um, I like Asutra, which, you know, focuses on different types of ointments for your muscles after you've been working out. The founder there is out of Chicago. Her name is Stephanie. Um, I particularly like a House of Wise, which is a CBD for three main areas. Women all need this. Sex, sleep, and anxiety. And it's a CBD company that um, it's not something I was ever educated on before, but when I met yeah. Amanda and I learned about it, um, I definitely see the benefits in all three areas. And then there's other companies like Blank NYC for clothing and fashion that, you know, I'm particularly sure. proud of. Well, and you're very, you're very stylish right now. Um, for, for those of you listening, um, Peggy looks very, very well put together in her, her lovely red top and her perfectly appointed jewelry. So, so clearly style is important to you. <laughs> um, and you do it very well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The last one I want to shout out is Bolt Beauty, which is out of England. And, and they have these little capsules for your skincare that's made out of seaweed. So they're very focused on sustainable um, solutions. Oh, awesome. And it, it's the innovation with these um, these companies that we have on Mavely, when you learn their stories, it's it's fascinating to me how brilliant these startups are and the women are. And I would just encourage anybody that is in a startup to your number one focus, listen to your customers. Oh, absolutely. I And I love that as a, a final piece of advice and the closing note, because I just think it's so, so very important. Um, Peggy, I, you know, I knew that it was going to be a pleasure. Like even in our pre-talk, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. I can already feel it. Uh, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. This was, this was lovely. And I loved learning about Mavely. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I just, I just want to encourage anyone that's in a startup. If you ever need to brainstorm, look me up on LinkedIn. I'm always willing to help brainstorm with other founders. Oh my gosh, that that just made me want to give you a giant, I'm giving you a giant virtual hug right now because that was so sweet. Uh, well, so thank you for, for being here with us today and thank you for that very kind offer. We also owe some thanks to Full Scale, um, our amazing episode sponsors. They do incredible work helping companies build software teams in, in, in efficient and cost-effective ways, which is is unheard of, and full-scale can help you do it, which is absolutely amazing. Um, we love them as a sponsor, and we are just so grateful for, for all of the work that they do to make startup great. Uh, so thank you so much, listeners. That's another thank you that we owe. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to be with us here and, and listen to Peggy's story and get some really amazing insight and advice, and we will catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.